Good morning, brother. If you will, let's be turning to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. I'd listened to one of the messages down there in Louisville, Arkansas, where Gabe Stonecker preached, and I had about two pages of notes on Psalm 27, verse 14. I took a break and thought, well, I'll just listen to a message, and Brother Gabe got up and talked for a while, and then he preached out of Psalm 27, verse 14. <laughs> well, we'll save that for next week in case any of y'all's tuning in. But uh, Mike and Karen send their greetings. They're down there at the conference and enjoying it. And, uh, I talked to Brother Eric Lutter, who's preaching down there. He says hello. And then uh, the brethren in Apopka, they've received what we took up to send to them for the hurricane. And uh, they are grateful to all of you. And they said to say hello. And then Brother Cody Henson said hi. And that was the four I could remember. There have been more than that this week, but... I want to at least, at least give you those. Psalm 27, title of my message is The Only Thing. The Only Thing. Verse 4, David writes here, The one thing have I desired, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. I'm going to go after it. I'll seek after it. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. We don't know how old David was when he wrote this psalm, but we know he was mature. We knew he wasn't a greenhorn. He'd been at this for a while. He knew what he was talking about. Down in verse 13, he said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he gives us instruction. Wait on the Lord. You see that? Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He's given, given good advice from strong experience. Wait on the Lord. I've waited on him. Be of good courage. While you're waiting, he'll strengthen your heart. I know he will. I've had it happen. <laughs> Trust me, so this is a, a, a seasoned believer. This is a well-instructed believer that's writing this psalm. He'd been a shepherd boy fighting those lions and bears, hadn't he? And he'd been a mighty king relaxing. Oh, just on one of those verandas and eating the grapes and sitting in a hammock, <laughs> having somebody fan him. He's been on both sides of that, hadn't he? He'd been a warrior. He won battles. He lost battles. Lost men, gained men. He'd been hated by his enemies. And he'd been loved by those that he'd reigned over. He was a talented musician. Boy, could you imagine hearing him play the harp and sing? But he had a beautiful voice. He was God's pen to write the hymnal for the eternal church. Oh, what a songwriter. That's just the hymns. I think he could probably write a good country tune too, wouldn't you think? His experience so much, oh, so, so wide. He had a stone for a pillow. He had fine linens for a pillow. He was lonely in caves by himself. And boy, he had some companionship, didn't he? Oh, mess up. He had had a child. He knew what it was to be a father. And he knew what it was to lose a child. 
Everyone die. Young. He said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the Lord's people big. He's experienced a lot of things, isn't he? He weighed all of this. He weighed his entire life experience, his entire walk as a believer. And he said one thing. One thing have I desired of the Lord and I'll seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. He weighed it all. He said, that's the only thing I desire. What's some other one things? Better pay attention. Better look at these, shouldn't we? Turn over to Luke 18. Let's see what the Lord has to say about this. Luke 18. Here's a word to an unregenerate man. One thing. And it's a word to this whole world, isn't it? Luke 18. Luke 18, verse 18. Story of the rich young ruler. And it says, A certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one, God. You're already starting off on the wrong foot, rich young ruler. Master, master, good master. Oh, that sounds so religious and pious, doesn't it? Who else called him master? Judas. They all went around the table. Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? Judas said, Master, is it I? He said, You just said it. Now, we call him master. He is our master, but he's our Lord, isn't he? Just come for some good instruction, some theological discernment. Oh, he said, He starts off, Why callest thou me good? There's none good save one, God. And that's who's talking to you. <laughs> Verse 20 Thou knowest the commandments. You know the word of the Lord. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. You know those. And he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. I've done all that. I'm a moral man. I'm a good person. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. We ain't going to deal with that yet. <laughs> Let's get down to the meat and potatoes. Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell, see right there, sell all that thou hast and distribute it unto the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, get rid of, put all those things you put stock in away. Drop it. Come, follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful for he was very rich. This man was rich in a lot of temporal things, wasn't he? Things you desire. Things I desire. Now we can lie to the world and say, oh, well, I'm just, I'm over that. No, you ain't. He was young. You want to be young? You want that hip quit her? <laughs> Back to where your knees bent good? Yeah, have that energy? Oh, if I had the knowledge I have now and the energy of a child, wouldn't that be fun? He was young. He was wealthy. I don't, I don't seek filthy lucre, but I tell you, a little bit extra money in the pocket never hurt nobody, did it? Young and wealthy. He was educated. Oh, he knew things. He was respected in the community. An eloquent speaker. Well-learned. Learned. <laughs> Powerful. He's in charge. He was a ruler. Rich. Young. In charge. He had religious status. Probably had titles in the church, didn't he? Well-respected in the community. Moral. Neighbors liked him. 
all of those things that will eventually burn. It's all going to burn. The Lord is not teaching that believers cannot or have not had things in this world. We know that, don't we? Paul wrote to us, said, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. He didn't say not any. He said not many. That gives hope to the pauper and the king, doesn't it? Lord's had some, some, some wealthy fellows. Abraham, you can go down the list, can't you? David, the one writing this. Christ is speaking to this young man concerning total commitment to the Lord. Get your priorities straight. He said, I'm the priority. Now you're going to have to eat some food and you're going to have to sleep somewhere and you have to wear some clothes. You can't walk around naked. You go to jail. You have to work some. But he said, I'm the priority. And that's where he just cut straight to the bone, hitting where he lived. It's me or this world. Which one you want? That's too steep a price, isn't it? He said, forsake your idols, forsake your youth, forsake your status, forsake your religious standing and your pedigrees and your titles and your sheepskins and everything else and follow the shepherd. Just be like a sheep. Follow the shepherd. Forsake it all. That's too steep a price for billions and billions of people. Isn't it? Consider your belongings. Think about your house and your cars and your clothes and everything else. It's going to burn. We'll go away, isn't it? What about your education, your degrees on the wall? I'm not shunning education. That's a good thing. <laughs> Do that. It's going to burn. It's going to go away. We'll lose our minds, won't we? What about your precious loved ones? Oh, that's what most people don't consider an idol, is it? Your children, your brothers and sisters, your mommy and daddy. Think about those idols. Are they going to stand for you in judgment? Are they going to stand with you and hold your hand in judgment? No, they're going to go away too. They're going to die. I'm not going to live forever. You're not going to live forever. What about your righteousnesses? What about all those good works you did for God? Just filthy rags. What do you do with filthy rags? Burn them. What do you do with used menstruation cloths? That's what the Lord said. That's the best works you've ever done for me. Burn them. It's all going to burn, isn't it? You can't have both. You can't serve two masters, can you? For you'll hate one and love the other, or else he would hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Good, good instruction in business or anything else, especially in spiritual things. You ain't going to learn nothing. You ain't going to get a hold of nothing until you get down to one thing. If you're in business, do one thing. Be good at it. Pick one thing be real good at it. Business will go better, won't it? Uh, that's good dating advice. Pick one spouse and be good to that spouse. Don't pick a bunch of them. We must see the Lord for His worth. Another way to word what He's saying to this rich young man where He said it was, he was sorrowful is that He loved this world and hated the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, no, I don't know about that. He was just sad. That was just a hard saying, wasn't it? What's another way to word that accurately comparing Scriptures to Scriptures? He went away. He's like, oh man, I hate that. I had a lot. I had tickets for this weekend. I got stuff scheduled. That seems so meek and nice, doesn't it? There's two sides of the fence. That side of the fence says, I hate God and I love this present evil world. Well, that's drastic. No, it's not. I'm warning you ahead of time. Well, my my kids are in town. Somebody, somebody, something important's going on. Oh, 
He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. <laughs> Don't you worry about that other stuff. It'll be added to you. That's a word to the unbeliever, word to this world. What about a word to the believer? We need a word too about one thing, don't we? Turn over to Luke 10. Here in Luke 10, verse 38. It came to pass, as they went, he entered into a certain village. A certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care? Don't you care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing, one thing is needful. Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. She'd been drawn to Christ. One thing that that rich young ruler lacked, Mary had it. (laughs) And she cleaved to him. She come to his feet and listened to him, heard his words. Who are these two ladies? They seem wildly different, don't they? Both of these ladies loved of God. Like Jonah, oh boy, that would have been a hard one to deal with, wouldn't it? And Moses, the meekest man that ever lived. That's two ends of the spectrum. You know what both of them people are called? God's prophet. <laughs> well, I like that one better. Well, that ain't the one you got. Both God's prophet. Isn't it? Both these are loved of the Lord. It says in John 11, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. I know she was loved to God. His word says so. She was cumbered about and got kind of poppy, didn't she? To the Lord, who she knew who she's talking to. <laughs> The Lord instructs and He teaches those that are His. If you got life in you, it's going to grow. If it ain't growing, there's a problem, isn't it? Martha was so cumbered about by cooking and cleaning and setting the table and she had to get the tablecloth down and she get all the chairs. How many chairs do we need? Huh? We need two more? Hey, go get two more chairs. Why are you all sitting down? We got chairs again. <laughs> she's out there butchering chickens in the driveway, whatever she's doing. She's cumbered about, wasn't she? Taking care of all the worldly things. And she was angry that her sister wasn't doing enough and she got mouthy to the Lord about it. She hasn't gave as much as I've gave. She ought to give her part. Ever thought that? She hadn't pulled her weight around here. I'm pulling all the weight. I'm doing all the work. I'm working harder. I've slept less. I've lost sleep over this. She's in there sleeping like a baby. That ain't right. Wake up. One thing, one thing is needful. We can get so wrapped up. I'm not talking about, there's plenty I could go on about the false religion. Y'all ain't sitting underneath the false religion right now. You used to, you don't now. <laughs> I don't need to talk about that, do I? I ain't on TV trying to speak to all San Diego County. I'm speaking to you. Something we can get wrapped up in. We truly serve the Lord so much and we get entangled in serving the Lord that we lose being served by the Lord. That's so. We can get so, so tangled up. Well, what, what about the, the insurance for the building and the live stream and the broadcast and the audio and the this and that and there's a crackle in the audio and I, <laughs> I told one time the shade of my face was too red on, on the internet and I said, well, I ain't red in person. 
You can come on down. Fast food will starve you to death, buddy. That ain't going to work. We get so wrapped up in serving the Lord that we neglect to be served by Him. By Him. I need to hear that. You need to hear that. Things still need to happen. Trash still needs to get took out. Lights, light bill still has to be paid. But we can get so wrapped up in the, the stuff and the serving that we, we miss being served by Him. He don't need me. If I don't talk, He can make a donkey or a stone get up here and talk to you and preach to you. I need to, I need to be nourished by the Word. I was thankful to go to that conference and sit and listen. That was wonderful. I look forward to the day we can have a conference here. I'm just going to sit and listen. I'll do all the trash taking out you can, you can have. <laughs> we'll smoke turkeys all day. Just sit and listen. Talked to my brother the other day, and he was down there in Arkansas, and he said, yep, he goes, I get a, I got to preach once, and I got to listen to three messages before I drive back home. I said, boy, it's precious. Look him in the eye. It ain't the same on online. It ain't the same on sermon audio. Read that article I emailed you by, by Greg. It ain't, it ain't flesh and blood. There, somebody's listening to this. I don't care. I'm preaching to you. I'm not sitting here to the YouTube. I'm not sitting here to the sermon audio and the internet wires. I'm sitting here to you. Look you in the eye and you look me in the eye. We was just talking about that. God didn't say he'd meet with you on, on Cox Cable. He said he'd meet with you where two or three are gathered, where he's gathered them. One thing's needful. That ah, stuff get took care of, won't it? He said, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. Well, it ain't, ain't going to make it without me. You put your finger in a bucket, I told us in the army. You put your finger in a bucket of water and pull it out real fast and see how long it takes for that hole to fill up. That's how important I am. You understand that? He said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. The world's mine and the fullness thereof. It's all he is. He don't need me. He came... Lord don't need us to minister to Him. We need Him to minister to us. In Mark 10 it says, Whosoever will be great among you, whoever's the greatest, shall be your minister, shall be your servant. What's that a picture of? That so I can get on my soapbox? Nope. That's a picture, isn't it? And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto he didn't come for us to instruct and to, to wait on and to serve, but to minister to give his life a ransom for many. He came lay down his life for his people. Whoo! That's something, isn't it? We, can't, we can get wrapped up in the picture sometime we miss the person. That's who is needful. His presence. Martha was running about doing a lot of things that could have waited. She needed to be at the feet of the Lord Jesus and she needed to hear Him. She needed to sit at His feet and hear Him. Verse 39 says, She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard His word. This is out of, out of tune in our learned generation, but you need to be more like your sister. <laughs> Can't say those things now, right? You ostracize somebody. Well, she's a good example. Do what she did. Sit at His feet and listen. She just sat. Mary sat in adoration and amazement, God was speaking. Do you know what his voice sounds like? Sometime in the next 60 years, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> oh, it took me precious. I've heard him speak in my heart. I heard him see, speaking his word. But to hear, won't be, a, won't be a voice sweeter, will it? She sat and listened to God talk. The other one's out there butchering chickens and sweeping floors. <laughs> 
They're both his. In Scripture, my pastor used to tell me when I was a little kid, he said, oftentimes it would do us good to sit down and shut up. <laughs> Quit you yapping and sit down. Hear what God has to say. And important as this passage is, and the instruction is, we need this. Don't be cumbered about this world and the things. and Just sit down and hear. Sit down and look to the Lord and see Him exalted. And thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Well, look at all our brethren. This is great. Look how kind He was. I know what I am. I don't deserve this. I haven't merited anything. But He's just gracious, isn't He? Oh, man, what a God we have. Our God is God. As important as that is, we got to have the other side of that coin too, don't we? We don't run blindly. We have to use some discernment. We have to compare scriptures with scriptures and have some just good common sense, don't we? We're all supposed to just be lazy and lay around all day and wake up and read Gill and then Hawker and then Spurgeon and then Mahan and then Fortner and then read Phil Potton and read this one and read that one and Ryle. and Man, no. That ain't it. That's like eating... Uh, that Michael Phelps I felt one of them gold medals I saw his diet one time and I thought I'm going to eat like he does <laughs> eat 40,000 calories a day I ain't equipped for that that's for him not me now I shall try <laughs> I'd like it no we don't run blindly and just lay around all day do we the Lord's gave us something to do there's a certain man that was sick named Lazarus of Bethany Martha Mary's brother wasn't it the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And in the parentheses there in John 11, it says, It was Mary which anointed the Lord's feet with ointment. That's that same Mary. She anointed His feet with ointment and wiped His feet with her hair. Cried. <laughs> Whose brother's Lazarus was sick. That was in parentheses. you think the Lord just thought, well, they need to get their history straight? No, throughout Scripture, throughout the New Testament, we're told several times, this is Mary that anointed the Lord's feet. She had what? An alabaster box. Y'all ever heard that? We've heard that before, ain't we? She had an alabaster box. She broke it open. They got mad. I said, that could have fed somebody for a year. It's like a year's wage. It was expensive, wasn't it? That one that sat at the Lord's feet, she used everything she had to serve the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. Mary was a child of God. You, you hear me and write this down if you need to. She did not steal that alabaster box. You hear me? She didn't sneak in somebody's house and steal that alabaster box. And she didn't fake an injury and, and, and let the government send it to her because she's on a draw. She did not do that. And she didn't go to the soup kitchen of a false church and take that alabaster box. She went and labored for it. She put what was in her hand to do and labored for it. What would she labor at? It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. She worked as unto the Lord. She was a good steward and she used it to serve Him because it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> Hmm. Well, that's a word to this unregenerate world. A word to a believer. Let's see a word from a believer about one thing. Will you? Turn over to John 9. John chapter 9. We see the one thing that's needful to a believer. One thing that the unbeliever lacks it's the same thing. Here's a word from a young believer. We've been looking at this for several weeks now. We'll look again. John 9, verse 23. This is that blind man the Lord 
put the mud in his eyes and gave him sight, told him to go work, wash in the pool of Siloam. He said, therefore, said his parents, he's of age, ask him. I didn't pick the verse wrong to start with. <laughs> it's on purpose. Therefore, his parents said, he's of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man, this Jesus, is a sinner. He did something on the Sabbath day. He broke our laws. And he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. What did this man know that is tied to this one thing? He said, I know whereas I was blind and now I see. What was tied to that? What ex- had he experienced in what that short sentence says? His lifelong friends couldn't help him. They couldn't give him sight. He'd been like this since birth, hadn't he? His neighbors that drug him to church, to the Pharisees, they couldn't do anything for him. His neighbors couldn't do anything for him. His parents, his parents They couldn't do anything for him. They couldn't give him sight. And they are the ones that just threw him underneath the bus because they were scared of the Pharisees. They didn't want to get kicked out of church. They didn't want to lose their position. Well, we we sacrificed your own son to, to keep your standing in the church. A false church. What horrendous acts. The religious folks, they couldn't do anything for him. There's ones mad at him. And he knew he couldn't do anything for himself. But God, he reached down his hand for me. God did it. And I was blind, and now I see. That's one thing I know. This one that was called out from the world, this one that had experienced blindness from birth, I have never done that. He now sees. I had experienced spiritual blindness from my birth, and then one day I saw I love what Brother Gabriel said about that. Well, it's so precious. I just, it's, he, my Lord didn't leave me alone. I have a brother that's been through the same trial I've been through. And he said, somewhere in that 20 year period, Lord saved me. He said, I didn't, I didn't grow up in false religion. I didn't have that, that moment that you're like, oh, this is the truth. This is a lie. That's what God says. I didn't experience that. So there's some grief that comes with that, some, some trials. But this man, physically he was blind, and now he saw. Spiritually, he was blind, and one day, right then, he knew the Lord, didn't he? All in the same day. That's a precious thing. And he knew he was blind. Paul tells us that in 1 Thessalonians. I'll let you read it at your time. I've preached from it before. He said, he knows your election of God. Brethren, I know you're God's elect. I know you don't know you are, but I know you are. And that ain't pastoral privilege. I get a little, I get a little intuition, I think, but... I look people in the eye when I preach to them. But uh, Paul said, I know your calling and election is sure, brother, brethren. He said, our gospel came to you not in word only. There's a whole mess of people that agree with the gospel. Did you know that? A mess of them. There's a remnant that needs it. There's a remnant that ain't nothing in this world worth it. Mother, father, daughter, son, uh, jobs, uh, location. It don't matter. I love my children. I die for them. But I'd let them die before I, if, as, as the Lord enables me. He's much more valuable than that than they, and he's able to keep them. <laughs> That's a double blessing, isn't it? He said, "It came to you not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost." 
We was baptized in fire. That's what we looked at Wednesday, wasn't it? It burned in my bones. My heart burns within me. This happened. And you became followers of us. You didn't stay off by yourself. You get with the other people. Read that article by Brother Rick Ward. That's beautiful. Sheep's got to be together. They get scared. They can't eat. They can't eat when you get that. They can't get to feed when they're by themselves. So you were examples of Macedonia and Achaia. He said, because the word of God went out from you. And he said, and you've turned from your idols. And you wait for the Son of God. You know what he said I was blind was? That's him turning from his idols. That's so refreshing to me to hear somebody says, I was in darkness. I was lost. I didn't know the Lord since I was a, a baby. <laughs> John the Baptist can say that. I don't know nobody else can. I, I, was, I was playing religion and I was, like Gabe said, I said that to you too. I was a staunch Calvinist. I wasn't apologetic until God saved me. It was so. I never disagreed with it. That was, that was truth. It was the truth. And then I found the one that is true. Christ who is the truth. He burned within me. That man was blind and he knew it. And he wasn't looking for the Lord. The Lord came to him. He didn't give his heart to Jesus. The Godhead came in a body and gave him a new heart. That's what happened. And he knew it. That's one thing to an unbeliever, one thing to a believer. This is one thing from a young believer, a brand new one. Now will hit us where we live. Let's look at a mature believer. You want to do that? That's what we are. Philippians 3. It's a wonderful thing. To, that man told the truth for the first time in his life. He said, I know not. <laughs> he, always had, he always had something to say before that, didn't he? Because God gave him a new heart and he realized he didn't know nothing. But he knew Christ. He was the one thing. Here's the word from an aged believer. This is the word from, one thing from an apostle. All the apostles use more than the other ones, isn't it? Philippians 3 verse 12. Not as though I had already attained. Either we're already perfect. Paul's saying, it's not as if I'm perfect and you do what I do. If you want to be a man, be like me. (laughs) He's not saying that. But I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. He said, don't, don't just listen to me as a man. He said, you follow me as I follow Christ. And that's who we need to, to cling to. That's who we need to look to. He said, verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. I'm not saying I did anything. But this one thing I do. Here's, a, here's Paul, mightily used of God, that wonderful apostle. He's telling us, he goes, there's one thing I do. Forgetting those things which were behind. I hear so much about what was before. Not what Christ did before, not, but, but what mankind's done before. Paul said, I forgot those things that were before. Did it, was he sitting there telling us about Gamaliel? And, and all his, oh man, you know all the great things I did in the church when I was a Jew? Oh, it's something, man. We used to do this. And that. No, he said, I forgot it. It don't matter. I'm forgetting those things which are behind. What else is behind? All my sin. All the strife between brethren. All the arguments I've had in the past. Forget it. Forget it. Oh, Brother Henry said I'd be the most successful psychiatrist in the world if I could get people to forget. <laughs> 
That'd be a good thing to do, isn't it? As dad said, pay no attention to it. Yeah, it's hard to do, isn't it? But he said he strives for this. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Reaching forth. Reaching forth. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I want to know nothing among you save Christ and Him crucified. How do we press towards the mark? How do we run our race? Seeking Him, longing for His return. We do it by looking to His Word. We are so blessed most people in this country can read and you can go to any store. I don't care if it's under fiction or it ain't. Hush. It's nonsense. Getting dabbling in the politics of man's world. Leave it alone. You can go to any Walmart you want or store or Kmart or whatever and, and buy you a King James Version Bible and you can sit down and read it. We go to His Word. How are we going to reach for Him and run this race and press towards the mark? We read His Word. We hear the preaching of the gospel. How can I, that Ethiopian treasurer, <laughs> that eunuch, charge all them storehouses. Educated man, he wasn't no fool. He's a secretary of the treasury for Ethiopia. And he said, how can I understand this unless some man tell me? We read his word. We press towards the mark by hearing the preaching of the gospel and by fellowship and worship in that with his people. Christ dwells in you. Well, if you want to be next to Christ, won't you be where his people are? Don't that make sense? <laughs> I love him. I've used this illustration before. If I just walked around town and professed to everybody how much I love Kimberly. Oh, I love her. I believe her. She's the sweetest thing that ever was to me. I'm going to spend eternity with her. I love her. And then every evening she goes up there to Lawson Valley and goes to sleep, and I sleep down here. You'd say, well, now hold on now. I don't sound like a good relationship, does it? You'd question my love, wouldn't you? We're with, we're with God's people gathered under the sound of the gospel according to His Word. See those three things? That's how we press towards the mark. What will change from, from Abraham's day to our day to however long the Lord lets this earth go on? Nothing's going to change. Same yesterday, today, and forever, isn't it? They gathered together. Back in our text. Bet you didn't think we was going back to it, did you? <laughs> All right, Psalm 27. When God shows us this world's vanity, it's all vain. And He shows us He's the one thing needful. We see our own vanity. We see our own blindness. And we see His person and His work. And then we press towards Christ in His person, in His Word, in His people. And we don't ever want that to decrease. We want that to increase. You get that? We don't want it to decrease. We want it to increase. And then we say with David, here in verse 4, Psalm 27, 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord. I didn't earn this. I don't have a leg to stand on and demand this in myself. But I desire it. I'm going to tell him about it. John Newton preached one time, and an old lady said, The Lord saved me, and he ain't never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> I'm going to thank him, <laughs> and I'm going to praise him. And I ain't going to stop. But David said, one thing I've desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. I ain't just say, well, I ask him. I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to seek after it. I'm going to 
put my shoulder to it. One thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Not rent a place and, well, we're back and forth. And That one comedian just died. He said he got baptized 14 times. <laughs> I said, oh, that's a terrible thing, isn't it? Not going back and forth. Well, this is convenient for a season. And while I went for a while and then I stopped. Then I went for a while and I said, I want to dwell in His presence in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. What were you going to do there? To behold the beauty of the Lord. He's beautiful and I want to see more of His beauty. I can't handle it right now, but there's going to be a day come. I can. I could see Him in His fullness and His holy, holy, holy. You get to look at Him to see that He's holy and you'll know that He's holy and you'll be in His presence. I want to see the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Well, how am I going to pray to Him if I'm there with Him? Eh, he's going to talk to Him. Lord, whenever you wrote in the beginning God, could you tell me really what that means? <laughs> Why is it? And you said here, what's that mean? Can you tell me that? I said, okay. Oh, wouldn't that be precious? To spend our eternity with the one that saved us and gave us life for us and has kept us this whole time. That's the one thing I desire. I know what I, know what I am. I know he saved me from myself and I want to be with him. I want to dwell where he dwells. Do you? Do you? Well, we'll dwell in his word. We'll dwell in his, his gatherings, his local assemblies, and we'll dwell with his people until he comes or until we're with him, won't we? Amen. All right. Let's pray together. Father, be with us today. Don't leave us to ourselves. We pray that you have gathered two or three here today in your name to worship Christ and see him high and lifted up. Give us strength in our new man that desires to hear of him and have his presence among us. Allow us to turn from this evil world that is this old man of death we're cumbered about with. Let us seek the one thing needful. Thank you for this great salvation. Thank you for this grace that you've given to your people. Lord, forgive us for what we are. Keep us as you promised you will till that day we're made like him. Be with your people everywhere, Lord. Those that are in heavy trials and struggling, give us a word of comfort. and Allow us to point our brothers and sisters that are suffering to the great position. It's in his name that we ask it. Amen. All right.